0: All right, welcome back to another edition of the Fantasy Football Consistency Show. I'm your host, Bob Lung, big guy fantasy sports. Always good to have you guys out there listening. Uh, If you're listening, that means you're probably in the playoffs, and that's a good thing. We're glad you are, and hopefully the consistency, which has been rough this year, uh, may have been consistency in some of the players' uh, performances. Consistency in staying on the field, staying out of COVID, staying healthy, Eh. Big difference. Uh, Whole doom story this year for that. So, um, you know, I think we all can just write off 2020 and move forward. And, uh, you know, the consistency guide will probably still have the good information. uh, But uh, it's going to be hard to really pin down good good trends and stuff. But, you know, we'll get it out there come uh, this spring. Uh, But uh, we're glad you uh, obviously stayed along with us all season long so far and as always on the other side of the glass my good friend ron rigney so ron uh, how's it going down south okay i think it's i think it's
1: you know it's a question of the these guys when they're picking to be inconsistent i think that at least in my case uh you know the kyler murray's of the world and some of these guys i have my lineup they're picking just the wrong time of year to throw up these inconsistent games when i i need consistency in my life especially in these playoffs we need that playoff consistency
0: yeah no I question haven't. and uh yeah you know, like you said just a few weeks ago i i think uh i think it was yeah i think it was t- basically kyler murray russell wilson aaron rodgers all them 10 for 10 i think and now last 3 weeks wilson and murray both three straight clunkers um not good you know especially when you when they've been doing so well for all, all year and then you get like you said either getting close to getting in the playoffs or you're in the playoffs and you're playing a playoff game this past week and they threw up a clunker on you. Um, you know, the leagues that I made the playoffs in and have, you know, at least moved on in some is because I had Patrick Mahomes. That's really what it's come down to. And, you know, surprise, surprise, guess who's back at the number one top of the list in both total points and consistency? There he is, Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, certainly not setting any world records like you did, you know, a couple of years ago with fantasy points, but Man, he's a guy you can count on. You know, we talked a little bit with David Katari, who's been on with us. Uh, David's a little under the weather. He's worried his mom and him might both have COVID together. He lives at home with his mom. uh, uh, But so we're hoping the best for him. Uh, He couldn't make it tonight, said he wasn't feeling well. So hopefully we'll get him back and healthy next week and him and his mom doing okay. Uh, But, you know, he talked about making sure you draft Travis Kelsey in the, you know, second round or whatever next year you know, I'm starting to think you do them both. You know, you just pick Kelsey and Mahomes in round two and three, and you know what you have, you know, you you get your first round pick and, you know, or, you know, middle of the first round pick and come back and get those two guys. That that may not be as dumb as we used to think when it comes to, you know, getting quarterbacks early and, and getting tight ends early. But those two guys are, you know, proving every year that they're certainly well worth it. So, as we look at the rest of the quarterbacks, I think we've you know, we already touched on Mahomes, Murray, and Wilson and how Murray and Wilson have dropped off, but Aaron Rodgers has not. Uh, he's 12 of 13, 92%. He's been playing well, had another big week this past week. Um, did you have Aaron Rodgers? I know that we just hated, we hated on him. <laughs> Literally just despised him in the magazine. We just felt that, you know, he just had such a down year last year. They were focused so much on the run game. And the defense and, you know, then they go out and get Jordan Love and boy, that put a chip on Aaron Rodgers shoulder. And, uh, you know, not only is he getting the State Farm, you know, discounts, but this guy is setting the fantasy world on fire. Him and Mahomes are really the two that are probably carrying a lot of teams through the playoffs right now.
1: Well, he's getting he's getting those Rodgers rates from State Farm.
0: That's it, the Rodgers Every week rates. the
1: Rodgers rates. So, I only have one share of him. I have him in a two quarterback dynasty and and I think I pair him usually. I actually I've been nice. pairing him with Taysom Hill the last couple of weeks and that's worked out okay. Uh wasn't it wasn't so great last week, but it's been all right. But I don't have a lot of him, but it, you know, just just as a football fan and I kind of harp on this every week, but you know, with as much as Aaron Rodgers is on national TV, He's just so much fun to watch this year and and, and Devonte Adams is playing out of his mind. We'll talk about him when we, when we go over receivers, but you know we talked about it a little bit off air you know the the guys that just came out and killed us this last weekend uh Marquez Valdez Scantling was a guy that came out of nowhere and put up twenty fantasy points on you, so he's got he's got weapons across the board. you know I can't help but watch him though and just wonder what that offense would be like instead of going Jordan Love, maybe if they would have traded into that back into the first round or even to that mid part of the first round and grabbed one of those receivers,
0: you know, like a
1: Henry Ruggs or like a T. Higgins and Sliddy even further. Yeah, it, I'd hate to see what that offense would be like this, this season because those guys are succeeding without, you know, Judy and uh, CeeDee Lamb, especially without consistent quarterback play. Those guys are still playing well. Imagine yeah. them in Green Bay, uh, green and yellow. It'd be awesome. So a lot of fun to watch, for, not not necessarily from a fantasy standpoint. If you do have them on your fantasy team, you, you're probably sitting here in the playoffs as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, as we go down the list, uh, you know – As I mentioned, uh, I guess I haven't mentioned, I I mentioned a little bit about the inconsistency this year. You know, quarterbacks used to be pretty deep when it came to consistency, really as a group had been picking it up heading into this year. Uh, But this year, again, uh, I'm going to blame part of it on COVID um, and just lack of preparation, uh, the injuries to so many running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, offensive line uh, quarterbacks themselves getting hurt. I mean, there are only four quarterbacks over 70%. And we've already talked about all four Mahomes, Rogers, Murray, Wilson. I mean, after that, you're 69% or less. Josh Allen, D- Deshaun Watson at 69%, Justin Herbert at 67 Uh, And that is after that, you get into Gardner, Minshew, and Fitzpatrick at 63%, and Kirk Cousins at 62%. These are your top. Most consistent quarterbacks this year. Notice we didn't mention Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger, Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan. Go on and on and on. Wow. Is it? Do we just write this off to the in, not inconsistency? The uh, this the lack of playing time and chemistry and preparation preseason. Um, you know, guys being set out because they've been exposed to COVID. It, it, the only thing we can write it off to, right? I mean, you, we just don't normally see some of these veterans being this poor when it comes to consistency. You know, they may have their game. You know, they may not have been, I, you know, I certainly wasn't expecting them to all be 80% or even, you know, 75% or higher. But, man, Matt Ryan's at 38%, Goss at 38%. Uh Warathasberger 46. Lamar Jackson had a great game the other night. He's now tenth in total points, but he's still fifty percent. I mean, do we just say, okay, it is what it is. We move forward. All these guys will get semi back to normal. Everybody will be healthy. We'll all have vaccines. We'll all be good. Is that what we we just have to move forward and write this off as that we couldn't control this?
1: Man, I, I hope that's what it is, because I hope this isn't <laughs> something we have to look at every year as far as, yeah. you know, you relying on those backup quarterbacks. That, you know, one quarterback league, I don't know ever if I've ever had a year where my backup has been so important to me and it's 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 automatically almost become a streaming situation when I really didn't plan it that way. I mean I know you right. go into some drafts where you don't want to invest that that auction money or you don't want to invest those picks in those high quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes. I know a lot of King's Classic guys did that. They went for you know the Brady's and the Tannehills and the cars and they mm-hmm. you know they went for those guys to mix and match but you ended up probably doing that out of necessity, not not necessarily because it was part of your game plan. You know, and two, we, we've had a couple injuries here and there, you know, like with Breeze, you know, press, Dak Prescott. So mm-hmm. we've had some guys, too, get dinged up. But I will say, you know, it seems like we've talked, especially last year and then on into this year, about how we kind of wondered, you know, if the Drew Breezes and Tom Brady's of the world were starting to slip a little bit down that consistency ladder because if you recall – you know, we've had some 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 instances where those guys have have had some really cake matchups the last two, three plus years, and they've not shown up. So it could be we're kind of starting to see some of these guys maybe getting to that point where we need mm-hmm. to start kind of thinking about is this the end of the road? I don't know, but it, it's it's it sucks when you you spend this money on a guy or you spend that pick on a guy, and you have two quarterbacks that you're streaming, and they're both fifty and fifty-four percent.
0: Right. Yeah. Definitely Indeed. not what
1: you're looking for in the draft. Right.
0: And then you you start picking wrong and start you know you like this past week let's say you did not start Derek Carr and you started you know, um Kyler Murray. Well, I guess you wouldn't do that anyway. But you get to point it's you, then you start picking the wrong weeks. Well,
1: honestly, I would I wouldn't rule that I wouldn't quite rule that out with the year that we are in. You see, that sounds kind of far fetched, but I don't know how unrealistic that might be.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. All right, let's move on to the running back positions. And, you know, there's at least a little bit. I think the running backs and the the quarter or running backs and wide receivers seem to have a little bit more consistency overall. Um, Yeah, there's certainly more of numbers anyway. But I think at least, you know, there's, you know, a top 15 to 20 that are over 65 percent, you know, probably a top 15 over 70 percent. So at least there's, you know, solid numbers there. Um, some of them are guys we counted on, um, some some there are not, um, but we'll, let's take a look at them at the top of the list. Um, still a perfect season so far. Dalvin cook second in total points, uh, 12 for 12. Uh, he's only about, uh, well, he's about 12 points behind Alvin Kamara who has played one more game. Uh, so that's where the total points certainly come into play. Uh, Kamara is at 85%. Uh, he's dropped off a little bit. He was perfect just a couple weeks ago. Uh, so he's dropped off a couple bit. And most of it's because of Taysom Hill being the quarterback. They're not, you know, utilizing Kamara as much as they had been, um, you know, with Breeze, um, you know, Hill's been taking some of the rushing touchdowns because he's an a-hole, um, and taking away from all of us Kamara owners. So we hate him. Um, but <laughs> overall that's, you know, just, that's just the way it's been, but, You know, we've got guys that we expect to be up there. Chris Carson, a quiet 89 percent, but he's missed a few games. He's only played nine. Um, Aaron Jones, 82 percent, certainly, you know, better than we expected. I think he's definitely going to be a guy I think I'm going to have higher in the list next year. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think we kind of looked at him and said, well, last year they were still kind of using Jamal Williams way too much. And. That kind of stuff, and then they got AJ Dillon. We thought, oh god, here we go. Now we're gonna have a three-headed monster. And they didn't use any of those guys. That Aaron Jones has been the man, fifth in total points, um, and like I said, eighty-two percent consistency. So uh, certainly a guy that uh, will probably be in my mind a late first-round pick. Nick Chubb uh, has been a stud since he came back healthy. Uh, I mean, the fact that he's seventeenth in total points and has missed uh, you know four or five games already. Shows you how many, how good he can be. Uh, he's certainly has proven himself worthy. Uh, Derrick Henry, third in total points, only seventy seven percent consistent, which really surprised me. Um, you know, you gotta love Henry. He's you know he's certainly out there every game. But I'm just, I was actually surprised when I saw that he's actually missed a few. I don't think he's missing them by much, but he's missed a few. Uh, any comments on any of those guys?
1: Well, I, one guy that I think that you went down the list and you you, you didn't give really any love to is. Our, our guy there at, at number six, Miles fricking Gaskin is up well, there. I, at I, I was
0: talking about the guys we expected <laughs> to be there. I wanted you to get your comments on those guys. And then we're going to come back to the guys that people didn't expect to see there. Um, all, I right, all, right.
1: all right. Well, I'll save Miles Gaskin for a little, a little okay. bit later here. Um, you know, McCaffrey owners, it, it hurts, hurts so bad to see him out. And honestly, I, why did they bring him back at this point? He's right. doubtful for this no. week again. Yeah. I will say, though, I have benefited greatly from having Mike Davis in a couple of lineups that I'm still right, alive right. in. So that that has been kind of the silver lining of that as a fantasy owner. He's eighth in total points, not the most consistent in the world, but he's a great fill in of a guy that you basically spent nothing on. Um, I don't own any Alvin Kamara shares, but one thing that this might lead to is maybe uh, if Taysom Hill struggles a little bit, maybe you see them lean on a, lean on Alvin Kamara this week and next week mm-hmm. a little bit more right when you need it in those key playoff matchups. So that could be right. something that we can see. And Chris Carson's a guy, you know, I think you said it perfectly, Bob, is he is a quiet, underrated, uh, 80, 89%. I know he's missed a couple games, but man, when he has been in there, he's been good. He's been scoring touchdowns on the ground. He's been catching touchdowns from Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson trusts him. Uh, he's, he's awesome. If, if, if he's on the field, it's just a matter of him getting on the field, which we know going in, that's going to be something difficult for him to do a guy that I like a lot that I actually got to watch play a little bit this past weekend when they were actually playing the Packers was Deandre Swift. Deandre Swift is a guy that when mm-hmm. he's healthy too, I've been super, super impressed with the burst with the ability to catch a ball out of the backfield. And he's a guy that I'm going to be pretty big on heading into next season, especially if they decide to not bring back Adrian Peter Peterson or depending
0: on what happens with carry on Johnson. Right. Yeah. I think carry on Johnson's pretty much done in that system. He may be either released or traded to a team that give him a second chance. But uh, no, yeah, all, all all good shots there. All right, so let's talk about the guys that we didn't expect to see up here. Uh, number four in total points, 92% consistency. Everybody was on this train. And by everybody, I mean nobody because it's James Robinson. Um, you know, when he had a first couple games, I'm like, oh, all right, this kid's not too bad, you know. But, you know, he's a young kid. He's not going to do much. I mean, come on. You know, he's not he's no Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And there we are with him being uh, 70 points ahead of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, <laughs> said fourth in total points. Ninety two percent consistency. Is this this guy has to be this good because it's not like there's any quarterbacks there. I mean, Gardner's been out for what, six weeks? Yeah. So I don't even remember who who is our starting quarterback.
1: Uh, well, they went with Mike Glennon,
0: Mike Glennon for a while. And who else? They had some uh, Jake, other Jake
1: Luton got Yeah,
0: start Luton. In there yeah, and right. then it's back to old Gardner
1: Minshew, I believe right now.
0: No, oh, I think you're right. Minshew did come back this week, but yeah. So, I mean, this guy's had no quarterback. So you think teams would just like, all right, we'll just stop James Robinson. Well, obviously they can't because he's still at 92%, still fourth in total points. So uh, definitely somebody worth looking into next year, I guess, regardless of quarterback. We'll just have to wait and see. As you mentioned, the uh, aforementioned uh, Miles Gaskin, uh, 7 of 8, 88% since he's gotten the starting job. Again, a guy that's just pretty much come out of nowhere. I mean, this guy, these guys kind of remind me of the Philip Lindsay from a few years ago. We're like, Philip who? Uh-huh. And the only reason you knew about it because somebody mentioned to him in your Uber you were driving. <laughs> I remember that story; that was fantastic. Um, but yet you kept it to yourself and didn't tell anybody until like week eight. Um, well, it's, not,
1: it's not that I can't well, yeah. It's not that I kept it to myself; it's because I didn't do it. Didn't and nobody it. else did it either, you know, yeah,
0: right? Exactly. Um. So, like I said, those two guys are up there. Um. Don, you know, we talked. You know, I mean, hilarious we expected. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to be a a star quarter or star running back and you get to play in the most powerful offense with 17,000 weapons that you have to worry about stopping certainly you should be productive um if he wasn't then i think we all would have been very disappointed wow but
1: i I will say though for a guy that was most likely the fourth fifth or six probably well i should say fifth sixth pick in your draft 14th in total points. I would have thought he might have had a few more total points than that. The consistency is definitely there. He's putting it up in in the consistent part of it, but Mm I would have thought he'd have been a little bit higher than 14th.
0: Well, and, you know, if you take a step back and look at this team, I mean, he's productive, he's consistent, but because of the way Andy Reid and that offense runs, you know, Tyreek and Kelsey – are the two main guys that are going to get the ball the most. Everybody else is second nature. And I think that goes along with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, you know, they played the Jets a couple weeks ago, and I, <clears throat> I said, well, I don't think Mahomes is going to do that. Well, I think Edwards will have a big game, because we were talking about in the prop bets. Because I said, they don't need to throw the ball to beat the Jets. Well, guess what? Mahomes went out and threw, like, five touchdowns. So they did throw the ball. They didn't have to, but they did. So... <laughs> You know, that I don't think Edwards Halee had that great of a game rushing because he threw five touchdowns. Um now, you know, he might get a uh, you know, a rushing touchdown which will certainly help and that's probably why he's 14th in total points and you know, can, his consistency isn't that bad, but I just don't know if they you know, are ever going to use a a running back, you know, like like Cleveland uses Chubb or Dalvin Cook is used in Minnesota where It's it's them first in the passing game a second, you know, it's Mahomes, So it's passing first and run to take the edge off the pass. So maybe we'll never see, you know, Edwards Hilaire be a top 12 in total points or even a top 10 in total points. But you're going to get consistency. The key is going to be where is he going to get drafted in next year's draft? If he's still going mid first round or even, you know, seven, eight, nine, I don't think I'm picking him. I'll pick Aaron Jones. I'll pick Nick Chubb. I'll pick, you know, one of those guys Um, before I'm going to take Hilaire. Um, You know, now if I can get Hilaire at the turn at number, you know, end of the first round um, or early second round. Yeah. Now I'm a little more excited about it (laughs) because I'm pairing him probably with a, you know, a Chubb or, you know, Aaron Jones or somebody like that. Um, But to rely on him as being my number one, yeah. Might be a little bit tougher than we think. so. And especially if I pick Mahomes and Kelsey right after that anyway. So now I got way too many Chiefs. <laughs> All right. So we moved down the list. Um, you know, a lot of guys have been moving up recently. David Montgomery has been on fire uh, since I, I think I put it in the article this, last week's article that since Tariq Cohen went down, um, David Montgomery was like seven of eight uh, consistency wise or six of seven, something like that. Um, definitely, you know, now that they don't have Tariq in the way, Tariq Cohen in the way, um, Dave Montgomery's proving what we all thought about him. And now that, you know, with Cohen, not there, Matt Nagy doesn't have much of a choice. I mean, he, he's actually trying to use Cordell Patterson as a running back. Um, that's fun. So, you know, I think Montgomery's proving, so this, again, this could be another guy that, you know, we all want to keep in the back of our mind next year. Cohen moves on. You know, he's getting up there in years. He might be moving on free agency or even just age-wise. Um, you know, maybe we could finally see Montgomery get free to run rampant. He might be a really nice RB2 pick for you next year, too. Um, what else are the guys that are in there? There's another guy, Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson. All of these guys uh, certainly up-and-coming running backs as we head into next year? Any of the three that you seem to have uh, a little more love for than others?
1: Well, Dave Montgomery, I I, I like what he's put up, but the the thing with him is the last three weeks, he's had some pretty cake matchups as far as the Mm -hmm. Texans and Detroit and Green Bay. So he's put up some big numbers against them, which he should. I want to see him put up those numbers against, you know, those middle of the road defenses that aren't going to just lay down and and let him have yards. But it is encouraging to see him, especially getting the end zone a few times as well. I'm a big Antonio Gibson fan. You know, we talked about him a little bit last week. And and the guy is just, you know, he missed last week with the injury. He's questionable heading into, you know, what could be your, you know, your second round of your, your playoffs this week. So hopefully he'll be back. You need him. But he's a guy that's got a nose for the end zone he you know makes makes big plays you know there was a lot of speculation about him coming out of college didn't play consistently at receiver or running back kind of was all over the place. I think he's proven that he's a nice weapon out of the backfield so i'd say of those guys i'd say probably antonio Gibson's my favorite heading into next year
0: nice, yeah, definitely a lot of good ones so so yeah, like you said there's a and then you know as we look down the list, this is where we start kind of rolling our Zeke Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Ronald Jones, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Todd Gurley, um, David Johnson. Um, a lot of guys that we were all counting on. Um, some of it is injuries like Mostert. Um, some of it is just poor play or injuries to other players on their team, Zeke. Um, you know, I, it was funny on Saturday, Kobe and I were doing the prop bets. And uh, I think it was 100 hundred yards of rushing yards or something for Zeke, anyway. And I Kobe that he had it on his best bets. And I said, Did you watch him play last week on TV? <laughs> because he looked like he wanted to be everywhere else in this world except on that football field. I go, He did not look like he actually cared. He's like, Well, he's playing the Bengals and blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but I'm telling you, I'd, I'd be worried about him. Well, what I don't. He didn't have a very good game. I know that. Um, so anyway, but, you know, again, we we you look at this and go, well, you know, where is he going to go next year? I mean, we assume he'll go back near the top, but, you know, <sighs> hard to have any faith there. I mean, Ronald Jones has looked great at times, but he's 13th in total points, certainly better than anybody expected. I mean, I, you know me, I was all over Rojo, uh, but that was before they went and got Fournette and screwed that up for – you know, if they let Fournette walk, which I assume that Tampa Bay will, um, you know, maybe Jones can, you know, see the ball more and be a little bit more consistent next year. That would be great. So he could come in some good value. Any guys in that, you know, sixty to fifty to sixty range that you know you're like, um, you know, I'm 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 in on them next year. I think this year was just it is what it is. Uh-
1: it's it's hard for me, you know, once I get burned by a guy, it's hard for me to to get back on that wagon, and Zeke Elliott is a guy that I have. Luckily, both teams I have him on have made the playoffs, and I'm very surprised, not with the consistency that he's got here at 62%, but I'm surprised that he's sixth in total points. That, that to me, is an amazing stat yeah. for for when I've watched him play. I'm the same as you. I've watched him play, and just doesn't look like he's interested. He's got the Niners coming up this week, so it's probably going to be another clunker for him because they can't throw the ball very well. Ronald Jones is a guy, it seems like, for whatever reason, Bruce Arians is trying to hand him that job on a silver platter, and he can't, just cannot take it and seize it. He has these games where he looks great, and then he'll fumble or he'll drop a pass or he'll miss a block, and he's back standing over on the sideline. Um, if, uh, by the way, if you do own Ronald Jones, if you haven't seen this yet, not gonna pl- probably not going to play this week. So you are probably, if you do have Fournette, I'm mm. going to get to fire him up and you might get something out of him. Finally. Uh, I believe, I <laughs> right. believe I read that Ronald Jones had the same uh, broken finger surgery that Chris Godwin had missed a game. So it looks like Ronald Jones will miss the yeah. game coming up. So gotcha. if you handcuff Fournette or you have Fournette on your bench, you might actually be getting a little use out of him this week.
0: Nice. All right, let's move into the wide receiver position. And uh seems like every position, well, actually every position except running back when you pick up the, uh, Consistency list, year to date um, consistency numbers. Guess what? There's a Kansas City Chief at the top of them. Uh, Tyreek Hill is at the top of the wide receivers. Uh, He just became the first uh, wide receiver to eclipse 300 points for the year, first in total points. Um, Not far behind him is Devontae Adams at 288.4. So definitely those two are really the two that are duking it out for the top spot. It drops off about. 42 points to Stefan Diggs after that. So those two are duking it out for the coveted uh, Mr. Consistency Award at, uh, you know, from Big Guy Fantasy Sports. I'm sure they're very uh, aware of this scenario. So they're at 92, 91%. Either one of these guys, I mean, probably be late first round picks next year. Uh, I could see Tyreek going in the first round. He used to be a second round guy. His consistency is definitely way up for him. I mean, he's normally been in the, 75 to 80, uh, just again, because Kansas City spreads the ball around a lot. But, man, Tyreek has been a monster this year. Of course, he had that huge game uh, where he had like 200 yards receiving in the first half. Uh, uh, definitely try, been on first fire. quarter. He oh, had first a, quarter. That's first what it quarter. was. First quarter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's definitely had some big games and that's why he's, you know, ahead uh, in total points. Uh, Devontae's had his games as well. I mean, either one of these guys, it's you know, it doesn't matter, right? You just take one of them either late first round, early second. If you're lucky enough to get him early second, um, I don't think they're gonna fall the first round coming up in twenty twenty one. Do you agree?
1: No, not at all. And in Devontae Adams, I'm I'm all one hundred percent back in on Devontae Adams. I was kinda iffy going into this season. But once he shook up the injury, and you know, like we said, as much as he's been on national TV, he is He's the to me he's the top receiver in the league right now as far as your mm-hmm. receiver. I don't think I give it to Tyreek Hill because I think Tyreek Hill is just another breed as far as he is a good receiver but he's insanely fast. And I, right. I know that's I know that we, that's nothing we we don't already know. Right. But if you've not watched the Chiefs and you've not looked up Tyreek Hill highlights especially from this year mm. and just seen how he has that extra gear that he kicks in, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not human. It's unbelievable. I've not, I don't right. know if I've seen a guy with that kind of burst. Uh, since Bo Jackson TechMobile bowl in the nineties, I yeah. mean, this guy is all over it. And, and, you know, it, you, we talked to it a little bit about too, you know, you get Mahomes, you get Kelsey. It's not a bad thing if you get Hill and, and Mahomes either, that's a pretty nice stack as well.
0: Yeah, no, no question about it. Um, so as we go down the list to think now, we start looking at some guys that we're surprised to see this high up, um. I think I've said this every week, but I'll say it again. I'm still shocked that Stefan Diggs is still doing as well as he is. Uh, He's third in total points, 85% consistency. Um, I just wasn't sure that he could handle the number one role. I was, you know, when he was sharing in Minnesota with uh, Adam Thielen, uh, you know, it seemed like he kind of whined a lot and, you know, didn't get the ball and I, I should get the ball more and, I guess Buffalo has done everything they can to give him the ball more. And he's certainly proven that he's worth it. Um, and I don't think there's anybody who's going to question that DK Metcalf. I mean, I, I feel like that this guy, you know, I, I think I said this early in the year, how I mentioned how any wide receiver who goes over that 60% threshold as a rookie, uh, almost all of them, if not all of them seem to move on to being better and better right from the start, from that start. Like you don't see a lot of guys like you do at running back position that have that big rookie season and then drop off and, you know, not, not necessarily disappear, but certainly kind of fall out of favor where they're not as fantasy productive. Wide receiver a whole different story? Metcalf was there just, you know, a year or so ago. Boom. Here he is 85% fourth in total points. Calvin Ridley now is up there now, you know, A.J. Brown, um, Keenan out, Out, Kenny Galladay. I mean, all of these guys were first year rookie, 60 percent and higher. And here they are, you know, killing it at the top of the list. So definitely something we'll look at, you know, as we look at some of the, you know, I'll scroll down just to kind of bring up some guys um, that are over 60 percent in their rookie season. And we have guys like um, I'm trying to find them. Uh da, 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 da. I saw one and I prove it. the one that's surprising is Brandon Ayuk, who's seventy percent. But you know, we've got Deontay Johnson, we got Chase Claypool, uh Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins. I mean, they're all close to sixty. Maybe they'll hit it, maybe they won't. Um, but you know, all these guys certainly are getting close and, and are proving they might be worth, you know, certainly moving, you know, being somebody that'll step up in their even their second year. But Like I said, guys like Metcalf and Ridley and some of these guys have all, you know, are all keep picking up year after year and prove once you have that good rookie season, you know what you can expect out of them moving forward. So of those guys, anybody you want to talk about? I think our biggest surprise is, of course, the fantasy locus, Amari Cooper still being consistent. Uh, Again, this just proves why 2020 is just not a normal year. (laughs)
1: I think the 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 guy that I want to highlight just kind of in the middle of the pack here. You know, and it, and this is somebody too that we've we've been waiting for that breakout, you know, for for a couple of years. Guy was a first round pick, top 10 pick. Hasn't had the impact that we think a top 10 pick has had would have, but he's definitely showing signs of life and that's Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I wouldn't call it a big breakout, but you know, with him coming in at 73% consistent, top 30 in total points, not setting the world on fire, but he's he's you know, he's kind of what you want from that wide receiver two, wide receiver three, especially because that's probably where you most of you have him is a wide receiver three, a mm-hmm. guy that you can plug in that's seventy three percent consistent. We'll take that all day long. But also an, another guy that's that's dropped down the ranks quite a bit, and that's DeAndre Hopkins at 69%. Still sixty nine percent. Still six in total points, still putting up big games. But, uh, you know, I think he goes, obviously, as Kyler Murray goes. And, you know, Kyler Murray's kind of had some clunkers, like we said before. You know, Kyler Murray's not running it as much, and I think that might hurt a little bit because defenses maybe aren't necessarily respecting the run as much. I also wonder if Kyler Murray is fully healthy. I know he banged up his shoulder a Mm -hmm. few weeks ago. He hasn't missed any time with that, but I wonder if that's something that's affecting him. But that's definitely affected DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, to well, a, to a pretty pretty big extent, when we consider DeAndre Hopkins has been the most consistent guy that we've had. I think, right. you know, like three out of the last four years, if I remember right.
0: Well, I think Colby brought this up Saturday when we were talking about Hopkins and and Kyler Murray and them, and he said, you know, it's his shoulder. Certainly, it looks like it's bothering him, and it's mm-hmm. really affected Hopkins and getting the ball deep, uh, getting those crisp crisp passes off to him. Um, and it was, you know, really been affecting him. And I think you're right. It's very obvious that it's been affecting him because just like Murray has dropped off the last few weeks, so is Hopkins down to now nine to 13, like you said, 69% after, you know, he was right up there, you know, at, at 80, 80, some, 70 or yeah, around the 80% range prior to the last few weeks. So definitely one. And going back to Corey Davis, I mean, I think what's even more surprising is that AJ Brown, who's 18th in total points is 82% consistent. So you've got, you know, two wide receivers for the Titans that are over 70%. That's surprising when you also have Derrick Henry on the other side at 80% as a, as a running back. Um, Usually you don't have those kind of combinations where you've got two receivers and a running back all over, you know, 70% consistent. Um, It doesn't happen often. Kansas city might be one that's about, you know, but Very few other teams uh, usually put that together. Seattle, of course, has Metcalf and Chris Carson, but that's only one. The other guy is Tyler Lockett, who's down at 54%. So impressive to see Tennessee from a fantasy perspective being uh, that productive from a consistency standpoint. So certainly something to keep an eye on, especially when you look at Ryan Tannenhill. And (laughs) he is at 54% consistency. So so something something's working on the further at least the uh his supplemental uh, people there that's for sure um, as we kind of wrap up the wide receivers, anybody else I mean, I know we've had a lot of disappointments this year um but overall, like I said, I feel like the the wide receivers are not too bad overall as a group um even though we've seen some drop off recently. You know, But a lot of the big names just haven't been up there this year. Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, um, Tyler Lockett, as we mentioned. Landry, who's usually 75% every year, has tailed off. He's only 54%. Um, DJ Chark, who had a really nice year last year. Uh, Odell Beckham, 43%. Michael Thomas, 43%. I realize there's been injuries, but he has not done much in his return. Um, but you know that's also right at the time when they lost Drew Brees, so that certainly doesn't help either. Anybody there that you feel like maybe we're not going to see improvements moving forward in 2021? They they may be getting near the end. I mean Landry's one that I think of like, you know, I mean he certainly has always been right there, but just not been as consistent this year. And I get it. Baker Mayfield's not consistent either, and they're a run first team. But maybe that's what I mean by. Maybe his time has come from a fantasy perspective that he's just not going to be that productive 75 percent guy you could count on every year that he's going to kind of fall out of favor.
1: Well, and, I, and it's, it's something, too, where I think that it's 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 certain guys are just they're just meant to be nicked up all the time. You know, you, Julio mm-hmm. Jones is a guy that's nicked up all the time. D- right. DJ Chark has looked awesome when he's been in the lineup, but it's getting him in the lineup. Michael Thomas missed a ton of time. I'll tell you a guy, though, that we need to put on a milk carton that I'm hugely shocked, you know, that, that we haven't gotten anything from him as far as, you know, he's injured, he didn't show up when he was playing. That's Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman's a guy that, you know, we were big on in a PPR mm-hmm. format that right. you get for next to nothing, and he paid off last year big time, done nothing for you this year. He's a guy that you've, you've jettisoned onto waivers weeks and weeks ago.
0: Right. Yeah, no. And I mean, again, you know, we knew that Cam Newton wasn't the answer being he he runs the ball mostly himself. He, he's not a very good passer, hasn't been for years. Um, but, yeah, I thought for sure if anybody who's smart enough to go, hey, I've got this Edelman guy and he always got open for Tom Brady. So but I don't know. It just hasn't been a, you know, it hasn't been a good year for New England. We saw it coming. We just didn't know it'd be this bad. Um, all right, let's move on to the last year at our uh, tight end position. And Kelsey, number one, total points, uh, 62%, uh, 62 points ahead. Second place, Darren Waller. And that was after Waller's huge week uh, a while back, or a week or so ago. Um, but still hanging with Travis Kelsey at 92% consistency. Third total points, even though third is 100 points behind first. <laughs> For those <laughs> of you keeping track at home. Um still 92% consistent. Again, not putting up a ton of points. So I shouldn't say he's third. I mean, it's respectable. Uh, nothing, nothing to be be disappointed about. But uh, yeah, he just kind of keeps hanging there every week, consistency-wise. Um, you know, again, I I it, the tough part is going to be predicting him next year. You know, is this is this a well, Kenny Galladay has missed, what, nine games now, something like that? I mean, is this why Hawkinson's getting the ball? I mean, if, if Stafford and Galladay and Jones are all healthy, is Hawkinson going to be this guy, this 92% consistency? I, I, I'd i have to, we might have to watch, I might have to watch some uh, game, you know, uh, on the uh, game pass in the offseason and watch some of these games, you know, back, you know, look at look at the numbers before Galladay goes down with all the guys healthy and see, you know, obviously he must have been earning clutch games then because he's 12 of 13, so he certainly must have been scoring. Um, but, you know, has it went up? Has it went down? You know, that's kind of stuff we'll have to look at and really dive into the numbers with Hawkinson. Certainly a good value because um, not everybody is probably – Focusing on the, you know, I'm sure they're seeing him at the third and total points. So that certainly puts him up there. But, you know, how some people get a little bit over edgy with with tight ends when they see a guy that might be breaking out. Hawkins would be going, you know, third round after Kelsey and Kittle go. That's not where he should go. But, you know, if you can get him in the fifth or sixth round, might be some good value there. Certainly going to be replacing my Evan Ingram, who continuously I want to stab. Think he busted off. I don't know what he had this week. It wasn't a great week when I needed him as always. Anyway, rest of the guys like I said. Waller uh, second total points, but only sixty nine percent. And here's where th- th- no question, tight ends have been just horribly disappointing this year. Um, after the two guys at ninety two percent, Waller at sixty nine, Kittle at sixty seven. But that's only in six games that he's played. Um, Everybody else is 62%. Now, at 62% and fourth in total points is the alumni from Indiana State, (laughs) Robert Tanyan. And we're happy to see him there. And, I mean, at this point, unless, like, he just gets hurt and doesn't play, I mean, he's going to be top 10, maybe top five in total points. That's fantastic. Yeah,
1: it's it's cool to see, and, and you know, especially in a year where things have been so crazy, you know, it's 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 hard to think of him being one of the more consistent guys. Mm-hmm. But but it, but this just it just keeps driving home that point that our boy David Gutierrez talks about about getting Kelsey. Now mm-hmm. going to back to Hawkinson, you know, you talking about watching him on the Game Pass. One of the things that I was able to watch a little bit this weekend was Packers. And, oh, and lions and one lions, of the things right. that one of the things I was a little bit impressed with with Hawkinson I was a fan of his coming into the season anyway mm-hmm. but it looks like he's kind of got to that point where he doesn't just need to rely on his athletic ability to make plays he can run routes and get open and find find spots to get open in, w- within the defense and I, and that was something he did a couple times where uh, Matthew Stafford found him and I was pretty impressed with that so I think he's kind of come out of that guy he's not that guy that's touchdown dependent anymore I mm-hmm. think he's pretty solid you know you know, locked in for, you know, that five catches for 65 yards with potential for more. So he's definitely a guy that I'm in on now I'm with Mm -hmm. you. I'm not paying, you know, second, third round capital on him. And I'm not taking him above my boy, Darren Waller, um, who in one of my leagues, I had him against somebody when he had 45 points (laughs) and it, and it it, it gave birth to the term that you got wallered. So from Ah, now on, now on, when you get that 45 point mark, you got to say that you got wallered.
0: Nice. I like it. Well, well done. We'll we'll put that on t shirts and trademark that real quick. Uh <laughs> send that over to RotoWare. There you go. They'll make a they'll make a shirt out in a heartbeat. I'm sure our boy over there will take care of us. Um, like I said, the rest of the group though, man, just so much disappointment at the tight end position. You know, some of the guys you drafted kind of high. Zach Ertz, Mark Andrews, um, you know, fifth sixth round. I was getting the Hunter Henry's and the Evan Ingram's. Um you know, those guys have been OK. I mean, heck, eighth in total points for Henry. Ingram's 13th, but 58% or 62% for Hunter Henry, which is actually fourth, fifth of overall, fifth fifth place. T- Tanyan and Hunter Henry are tied at 62%. That's sad. Uh, Evan Ingram, like I said, 54%. Hell, that's top 12. I mean, that that's <laughs> it's just, yeah. Um, it, It's sickening it really is Dallas Garter 44% Austin Hooper which I wasn't I told everybody I hope you all Listen to me when you Austin Hooper He's going to play in Cleveland he's not going to see The ball uh, 40% Mike is that was the one That we thought we had some high hopes for And the sad thing is he's fifth in Total points 38% Consistency Zach Ertz Only 38% consistency Missed you know going to miss half the games uh, Tyler Higby, three for twelve, twenty-five percent. I'm again, I mean, that was, certainly wasn't a guy that we were promoting. We, I kind of said I didn't feel like that. That was something that could be, re, you know, could be uh, recaptured. Um, but man, I didn't think he'd be this bad. I mean, he's a, he's twentieth in total points. It's not like he's missed a game. He's played twelve games. I mean, I, mean, I guess I guess he's missed one. But, man, it's just so much inconsistency at tight end. Like I said, and, and David said, this may be the year we say, look, here's four tight ends. You've got to get one of them. <laughs> Kelsey, second, or third round, if you can, you know. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be there to help you through these drafts. But I think you're going to have to look at it differently. And it may be worth, you know, again, getting Kelsey and Mahomes in the first four rounds. And then you just build around that because you know you're getting 90% out of those two guys. Um, And that's what you want. That's what you need. You know, you can argue, well, you, you can't do that. And you're missing out on this guy and this thing. Well, you know what? Kelsey, let's look at Kelsey for a minute. Kelsey has 268 fantasy points. And where would that rank him with the wide receivers? 268 would put him third. Tell me again how crazy it is to draft Crown Kelsey now in the second round. I mean, <laughs> 268, he's 22 points ahead of third-place Stefan Diggs. There you go. So, David, I know you're out there listening. I'm sure you are. Um, and I hope you're feeling better. But uh, I think uh, you've just talked to solid draft Kelsey. <laughs> um, when, he's, when he could be third in wide receivers and we're sitting there going, yeah, we would draft. You know, Tyreek and Devonte Adams in the end of the first round. Yeah, maybe Kelsey isn't that much of a stretch then. So anyway, but all right. So there's our week fourteen as we uh wrap it up this week. Uh Ron to everybody where they can find you, uh about all the money you guys keep winning and consistently <laughs> cashing and uh all that kind of good stuff.
1: Yeah, so a um, little on a little bit of hiatus from baseball, we're going to get that going back in January after this hot stove gets fired up a little bit more with some more free agent signings and some uh, minor league previews for you, myself and my man Van Lee over there at the nasty cast, but uh, we're, we're still football mode. We're still consistently cashing mode. We've, I've really righted the ship towards the end of the season here. You know, my MO is always usually do well on Fanduel. I don't do so well on DK, which DK this week, I think I was 0.3 points from cashing your, your cash game lineup. So missed that just by a hair. But the, uh, the the FanDuel lineup this week did really well. I, I, I got you some money in your cash game. But also, if you threw it in the Millionaire Maker, I won you a couple bucks there. Now, we're not able to retire off this money. But nonetheless, <laughs> we did pretty well for you. So, last couple of weeks, I think I've cashed in FanDuel. So, it's definitely, as the season has gone on and, and kind of winded down, we've definitely right righted the ship over there consistently cashing. So, continue to check us out on on through the end of the
0: year for sure. Awesome. All right. Uh, as always, you can find me at Bob underscore Lung on Twitter. Uh, As always, also, uh, you can find the articles, which should be out, uh, you know, uh, tomorrow or usually Thursday. We'll get them up to date. Uh, Of course, you can go uh, as a subscriber. You can go and check out the consistency reports. They're all updated through week 13. So all the data we just threw out to you tonight comes right out of that report. You can download them in Excel and save them and and use them as well. Uh, So that's always a cool thing to do. And uh, as always, again, you can find me on Twitter at Bob underscore. Let, Long. let, me, add something in real, real, let me add okay. something in yes, real please. quick.
1: If you want to find out what's been happening in the Kings classic playoffs, come to oh, big guy yes. Fantasy sports. We're going to have some write-ups in there in the next couple of days. You can see what happened as far as week one playoffs and uh, both the Jim Brown, the George Blanda and the uh, Lynn Dawson international division as well. Winding it down there uh, in the next couple of weeks. See who wins those championships
0: absolutely yep good 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 thought process on that we're going to get those out this week as well so you can keep up to date as those go through the playoffs sadly i lost my first round playoff but i know ron's still alive colby's still alive i think uh in his so um keep duking it out in uh, those and we'll keep you up to date on that so as always for uh ron rigney myself thanks for stopping by And we'll get back to you guys again next week as we start getting close to the Christmas holidays. So everybody have a great week. Take care. God bless. We'll talk to you soon.